fellow Space Tribe members. You're listening to a live episode of That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. My name's Jamie. My name is Bree, and we're two sides of the coin. So what do we have on tonight's menu, Bree? Tonight we have a very special guest. We have someone here that has been hunting for Bigfoot many times. He is considered a vet in my book. And he's fresh off the Bigfoot trail like a few days ago coming yes. back into town. Excellent. He's really eager to tell us his stories and so we're going to get into it. Um, we hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's going to sound a little bit different because we're doing it live. We're on the cuff here. We're just going for it. We have we have a little bit of an audience, some people who are listening in. You're going to hear some stuff in the background. It's a bit of a party, so, but yeah. it, it's going to be awesome. We hope you guys like it. All right, guys. We're here with Chuck. Chuck, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you. Well, I guess probably the episode here is about Bigfoot. It is. So I've always had an interest in Bigfoot, reading a lot, researching, just uh, watching shows. And um, I think it was Finding Bigfoot um, series that they said if someone wanted, hey, if you're interested, contact BFRO.org. So I looked it up and find out you can actually join these expeditions. So I was like, oh, that's cool, right? So uh, I finally signed up for one. Um, this was last year. I've done three so far between, between now and then. And um, it turns out you show up, there's a little fee involved. They don't want people just uh, to share them for never. So there's an investment in a thing. But you show up and everybody's into Bigfoot, but they're normal people. It's <laughs> actually a very good group of people, um, all of them, right? But it's fascinating. A lot of these people have been doing this for seven, eight, ten years, and the stories they have are incredible. So what I'll do today is talk a little bit about my latest uh, expedition in the uh, Northern Sierra. Mm-hmm. If I could rewind quickly, I'd like to know where your fascination with Bigfoot began. You know, I can't pinpoint it per se, but um, again, it's one of these things like uh, just uh, see it on TV or whatever, and like, hey, I'm going to check that out. And so start... Uh, build up an interest. Start going down the rabbit hole. Exactly. Of, uh, Bigfoot. Exactly. The rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you've always been to sort of the paranormal or the unexplained yeah, in general? I watch, I watch that stuff, yeah. I yeah. enjoy it. Just did it. Makes you exercise. The curiosity. Brain, right? So, like, what age did you start to get in this? Was it like, you know, in your early years, in the later part of your life? It's later, yeah. I mean, I watched all along, but then kind of came to fruition spare time. And The more you watched, the more you probably found how fascinating it was and the whole unknown aspect of it fed the little curiosity cat within you and you oh, decided yeah, yeah. to have your own adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let's see. Quick anecdote. So, first one, show up. There's always a, there's a few folks from the BFRO that are kind of leaders or guides, so to speak, and get people up to speed and stuff. But pretty cool, everything that you actually see and read about is, is, is kind of the Bible, so to speak. There's not a lot of new stuff, but there's a little nuances, for example. But uh, I remember first time driving in, leader says, hey, um, where do you want to stay? And he says, oh, there's one woman. She, last night she had a lot of uh, action. She heard footsteps at 3 in the morning around 10, and something was scraping a nylon tent. It's like, he says, I'm going to park you right next to her. <laughs> You're like, great. Yeah. Anyway, but this latest one, um, so it's kind of operating in two parts, not necessarily in order per se, um, we stayed there four nights, and I'll tell you about the sightings, so to speak, and then we'll move into this, some of the uh, good stuff. First night, of course, I always had a bad luck that there's usually three leaders, and you break up into groups, and you go visit certain areas of the location and pre-scout it and stuff like that, but it's hit and miss. So sometimes you have action, sometimes you don't, right, whether you're how. Mm-hmm. Um, it always seems like I'm off the, off kilter, but my uh, two guys, when we showed up there, there's one guy in camp. Oh, I should tell you about the camp. So... One of the infamous um, stories about the camp is where we're going is they called it the Bratwurst incident. Interesting. So <laughs> it goes down this shaky lane, really tough to get into, and we were at the end of the uh, end of camp, about 300 yards away from the rest of the main camp. The story was this three young guys showed up there right down the road from us, and uh, two were sleeping, one by fire, and so one guy was actually up. And in the morning, they found out that their uh, coolers that were all the way to the end of the cab, actually some, somebody had opened the cooler, pulled out a package of uh, bratwurst. And inside, and they noticed that there was a huge fingerprint tear kind of in the top, like someone put the, punched a hole in there, pulled it out, pulled one bratwurst, and then left the rest. <laughs> How so, interesting. <laughs> so that was kind of like, hey, this is a pretty hot spot. So we were camped like pretty much right on top of that, that incident. All right, first night I'll go... 
Two of the guys I just saying now in my group, they went on another uh, certain hike during the night. We, we show up around 10 o'clock and we go out 10, 30, 11 o'clock. We stay out till 2 in the morning. Those two, I guess, they were something called um, eye glow. It's not like you shine a flashlight and you know, eye shine off animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasquatch are known for having eye glow, which means they have a red luminescence to their eyes. They actually generate hmm. um, kind of like a bioluminescence type of a. Uh, glow itself so they generate it and see at night they're nocturnal hunters mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting yeah because um you know you kind of rationalize it i mean in, in aviation for example in aviation background you know at night you're always flying with red lights or green lights because you don't want to just i can't remember if it's a rod or cones but yeah yeah if the, the yeah, red lights and the them. green lights they don't like right. uh they don't maintain your night vision exactly right? So you're thinking, oh, yeah, I can see that. So if they're nocturnal, there's something nobody really knows. But, I mean, it literally, you can see eyes. So anyway, my, my um, friends, they were looking up the trail. There's people ahead of them. And two guys just actually turned around them. And they saw, he said, uh, two red eyes going across. They thought they were taillights. And they're like, oh, no, this is a dirt trail. And yeah, you said, wouldn't see taillights out there. Oh, yeah. And they were like 10 inches apart. And it, the, thing, the other thing is that they've always been known to glide. They don't actually bounce like mm-hmm. this walk. Actually, said they glide, so they're selling stuff. And anyway, that was they, they had incidents uh, about uh, red uh, eyed low first night. I'll skip over to last night. Um, we broke up, I went to the high ridge again, I picked the wrong one, but there was two groups that went around this lake, and one went uh, kind of uh, on the north side, one on the south side. South side, uh, one of the instructors, while we we're having a debrief, he scouted it out there in the morning, and he was like, going, something threw a rock at him. Hmm. He said soft, softball-sized rock threw it at him. Softball-sized. Yeah, coming out of the woods. And he's like, oh, he was freaked out. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, I don't want to go down there at night. I mean, this guy's been doing it for a long time. And these guys, what's cool about these folks is that um, they have a healthy respect. Safety is paramount. You know, start screaming at you. They probably don't want you there. Time to, time to pack up and right. leave, right? Don't, don't taunt them or... So I have a third spec. Anyway, so this guy was freaked out by going back down. He says, I'll go down there, but we did a rock throw now. We're out of there. So anyway, the story is, is that um, there was the other group on the northern part. And um, at night, they actually um, were using a, a FLIR for looking in infrared uh, camera. And they saw three, as he describes it later, he says, uh, yeah, kind of like NFL-looking guys, right? You can mm-hmm. see the muscles and stuff like that. NFL-looking guys. Yeah, yeah. And so, and he thought it was the group across the lake. So uh. he's calling the other guy, hey, hey, are you there? You know, is that you? Why don't you wave? You know? And then we look back up, these, this, these uh, three uh, silhouettes were, were gone. So next day, part of the group, and, and they're amateur uh, scientists, whatever, when they have a sighting or something, they always go over and research it. And that's part. They're going to investigate it and find mm-hmm. out if it's like what exactly we saw, right? Could right. have been. Anyway, so I found out later, next day, they had to scramble down this really difficult interface. They got to a little beach area on the lake. And they found uh, footprints. One was about 12 inches, not a big deal. Um, there were stick structures, which is a whole other thing where they actually create, um, not sure if they're markers or territory markers, whatever, but they mm. interweave sticks. So sometimes they'll find in the middle of the uh, forest a uh, tree woven in between really? other trees. Yeah. Interesting. It's like the Blair yeah. Witch. Very Blair Witchy, yeah. Exactly. Like or mark. or um, a lot of huge trees against each other where obviously they've been pulled away from the roots. It's not like they just fell. Mm-hmm. And so they suspended stuff. So there's push stuff them that don't really each understand. Other, like yeah, exactly. Kind of like the, the teepee, the like. Okay. Right. And it's interesting because I wonder if that is, if it's markers, like trying to make them remember where they are. Because, I mean, you'd have to imagine that that forest at some point looks so repetitive. Yeah, or marking a deer trail Maybe. or some game trail, something like that. There was one show, I'm probably sure. It was a Survivor Man, I think it was. Um, he went to Alberta. I should remember all the names. But they were saying them. And the other thing they do is, because that's all break the trees down in front of the pass like don't don't pass there a lot of times when i try to get out there's trees falling in the middle of the road like hey, how'd they get there right oh like to try to stop go. people anyway so they went investigated next morning they climbed down said it's not easy to get down there they found 12 inch and then the other one's a 21 inch footprint in that's the sand. giant and i'm waiting to get the picture but um yeah so that's about 10 foot sasquatch is like foot foot 10 you foot guys tall. were able to cast 10 foot it tall. Oh, 10 foot tall. 21 yeah, yeah. inch footprint. Woo. Did they cast it? He said he was going to send me some pictures and stuff like that. So I'm waiting for that. So nice. I'll shoot them over to you guys. Yes. But Okay, so that's kind of nice sightings. There was some more red eye glow and stuff like that. Um, even my guy saw, but 
we'll move on. So cruel part, I think about the thing. So I told you we were in the kind of the outskirts. Kind of asked for it. Like, hey, you know, I kind of have this love-hate. Like, okay, I wanted some action, but I don't want action that close. <laughs> right. That's always, like, the thing. It's like you foot, go looking for it, and you're like, oh, I don't want to get too close. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. And I'll see him from afar or, you know, close enough. Like, right. you're not trying to shake his hand or anything. Yeah. 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 It's like when you go looking for UFOs till you see one above your head. And then you're and like, right. oh, shit. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Let's see. So... We had this camp, and there was a little hill, kind of a granite, and goes straight up type of deal. One of the guys came up on Wednesday or Tuesday night, and he went up to this rickety place, set up camp, and had no fire, and um, he's all by himself. I'm like, that, that takes some balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said he heard some footprints that night, whatever, but he did set up a, um, a uh, apple on one of the local boulders, and in the morning it was gone. So we arrive on Wednesday, and we're like, ah, let's take this to camp, and somehow we make it up there. And I was like, wow, this is remote. I mean, it was a good walk back to main camp. Like, so we're like, oh, okay. One of the nights we put out apples and uh, cantaloupe. cantaloupe. Cantaloupe, why? You know. Is this like word down the line that they're attracted to these types of fruits? Yeah, there's a lot of literature that says they like this and that. Mm, so okay. kind of hit and miss, I guess, as well there too. But cantaloupe, let's see. There was two peaches. Um, so wake up the next day. And um, we're, we're out like 2, 2.30 in the morning, right? We're coming back. It's a single lane. It's a dead-end road. 2.30 in the morning, you're still awake looking for Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. We're coming back to camp. So <laughs> so it's a dead-end road. If any car came up there, we would know it, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, it's only one way in, one way out. 2.30, we go we go to bed, wake up, and like we go out and check out things. So one of the things on the big boulder way up the I one of the peaches was gone. Okay, we looked all around it, nowhere, uh, couldn't find any remnants, it didn't roll off or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, peach is pretty big for a bird, right, to carry away. And yeah. it's just you guys, right? Always, you didn't really come across any other campers Oh, no, no, or no, no. we're all by ourselves. It's just you guys. Yeah, and then the other thing in the area is um, bears and, um, I guess, coyotes. Deer? Deer, of course, you're right. I would imagine <laughs> if a deer ate, like, a... Something off of a tree, like you'd see like pieces of it. Like it wouldn't be able to grab That's the whole thing right. in one bite. Exactly, like, you'd have remnants of yeah, it. Yeah, you'd have something. Right. right. When the peaches are gone, on the first big boulder close to our camp, there's an apple there. We get to it, and like this is odd. So what's laid next to it is a um, a mushroom sitting on top of this three foot boulder. What? And then a pine cone nut that's been pulled apart and all the nuts it's are displayed. It's a It's called gifting. So we gave him an apple. offering. And they gave us a, a And he a gave mushroom. you a mushroom and a pine cone. And one of, the guys, one of the guys researched this and said it's an edible mushroom. I can't remember. Is the, the it? Things. Yeah. Oh, shit. So it's like, um, okay. So then um, we walk over to the uh, cantaloupe. Um, cantaloupe's gone. It's mm-hmm. been moved. It's rocked over and stuff like that. And we find it, uh, I'll say, 20 feet away. Eaten? Like half eaten? Well, it's not two things. So it's not um, <laughs> that, well, it appears to be claw marks or nail marks. Mm-hmm. And someone dug Something into it. Like... And there's another picture. This is the other part. So kind of, and we found a grinds laying off to the side. Like someone picked at it. These are nail marks right here. Yeah, those, those are, are like little very dirty. Yeah. That's like, that's a claws in there holding it. Yeah, if yeah. I had four, And they were like picking hand. off the. They're picking off the rind. The rind. Right. And then, then they went or whatever and dug in or whatever. Well, then they tried it and they were like, no, thank you. Exactly. But the offering. Exactly. That mushroom and yeah, the yeah, pine yeah. cone. Wait a if it, it if there if it was a busy campsite, I'd be like, okay, these people know their shit and they're messing here, with me. If there's here, no one else there, I would immediately be like, what what the fuck is okay. this? Here's what blows my mind. Here's the next one. So the next boulder, then it's three feet off the ground, you know, just giant piece of granite. There was another apple in there. When we go up to that one, apple's drawn, but there's a slice. No. Yeah, a slice <laughs> of apple, and I'll show you the picture of it. That's, that's, what's a, left that's a close of your up apple? of it. It's not cut by a knife. Me. It's ragged things. It looks like a slice. That's a straight, like a slice so like, of an apple. But not like with a legitimate knife, like with like yeah, a yeah. creepy You can see it's all ragged inside. Yeah, like maybe they chewed it or they did it with their nails. Right. It shows some type of intelligent, like, yeah. leave you the slice left. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that was like, um... All right, we'll mushroom was cool, but that that is incredible. Yeah, that's it's like a little slice. He left you a little yeah, sliver. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to share. Mm-hmm. And you guys, there's no apple. You come across this yeah, boulder, it was a full apple, and that's what and you see. And it comes back and a little wedge slice slit that he made for us and left, or he or she. Well, interesting thing about it is um, it's pretty well let's just say uh, agreed upon that 
A lot of times when you have visitations in camp, it's always the uh, juveniles. Mm. Big guys, the males and stuff stay away, and, and moms, it's the juveniles come around, and it's basically fuck with the humans. Reckless, do what <laughs> yeah. they want. They're just like, like angry shit, walk around. Yeah. The witching hour is like 3 to 5 in the morning, stuff like that. So Literally we're leaving you breadcrumbs. Yeah. So let's see. Um, around the cantaloupe, afterwards, when we asked one leaders, he came up and he found, it doesn't show up in the pictures very well, but we found three footprints. Mm-hmm. And it's about size, you know, 13, 12, 13s, which indicates, but clearly five toes, smashing thing. And, you know, kind of debunked. We would jump on the dirt and it wouldn't even make an imprint. Imprint, yeah. Because they have an impression, three of them, going between the rock and the um, cantaloupe. So that has to be something that's really heavy then. Because if exactly. you guys are jumping up and down on the dirt like that exactly. and it's not making an imprint. Exactly. Okay, so, um, yeah, we'll move to the next day and um, we'll be a little more adventurous. And one of the guys, Steve, he's done a lot of research, looked a lot of YouTube. He says, oh, I know, but I like sweet stuff. So some of the other stuff we added. The second time was plums. They didn't really touch them. I'll cut to that chase. Um, watermelon, didn't touch it. What? Um, more apples. And then um, two things, uh, a couple things. It's odd. Um, so one of them was bread. It says they love bread. So they left a <laughs> loaf of bread on a rock mm-hmm. and then somebody I don't know if this is read anywhere but somebody like sweet stuff so he left a um, uh, Chips Ahoy <laughs> like a whole container of a it a whole container where the, the, you know the, the, the part that pulls off on top right. mm-hmm. it was it was still stuck back down it was it was pre-opened right mm-hmm. and deals are, so it was already been pulled and then, uh, let's add more apples and stuff. And one of the guys, he had leftovers, uh, Doritos. He put some Doritos. He put Doritos at a time before. The bag was moved. Could have been a crow, maybe. So couldn't really definitively say. This time, we put a giant rock in the Dorito bag. Oh. Right? It's, like, it's not going to blow by the wind. Yeah. Crow's not going to be pulling this very far. Mm-hmm. This time it was scattered. You just clearly see the rocks still in the thing, but this this one is also peppered or I don't know, something. I'm figuring out he's eating something hot, going, "Holy shit! Uh, I need what water. the hell is this?" <laughs> anyway, long story short, short we came up the next day. The um, plastic bag, and uh, we see a giant tear, kind of claw marks on um, top, and a little tear in the middle. But um, the bag's gone. gone. No done. bread in it. No bread. Oh, wow. All slices done. Mm-hmm. It's not like a bear would rip it apart and you see shreds. Yeah, no, like an all intelligent, like opening, yeah, taking gone, the right, bread right, and leaving the package. Right. So the, uh, the uh, chips ahoy of all things, the set um, destroyed. I mean, it, it, the bag's intact. Someone obviously pulled back the labor, mm-hmm. ate all the cookies. There, there's a few crumbs, or maybe an, uh, you know, 16th of a cookie sitting on one of the sides, but that was it. Mm-hmm. There's no crumbs or anything. It's just gone. Gone. Just gone. gone. So another apple. Is um, we got this and it's kind of all cut up and stuff. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, I have it in your uh, freezer right now. The <laughs> apple is I have the in apple the freezer. Here, yeah. Oh my That's god. Nuts. That's not the best spot, but you can see the, the nail marks and stuff on it. So mm-hmm. like yeah, that was the uh, probably missing a few things, but uh, so Bigfoot much, likes the food. He likes yeah. to be wined and dined. You should yeah. probably leave him a beer and see what you happens. Know what? My question was going to be is next time you go, can you please bring a potato with you? Because I really want to know <gasps> he if he likes potatoes. <laughs> I do. I want to know. Beer. Get big, like, get everyone likes potatoes, right? Like potatoes are the greatest food ever. Like if I had to pick one thing to eat the rest of my life, I'd probably pick potatoes. So I want to know if that if Bigfoot would be attracted to potatoes. I'm really interested. In sense. Right? Yeah. It's an interesting theory to try. He comes, might hate it. Comes from ground and it's tasting good. It has a lot of carbs and yeah. Oh my god, it's ain't bad. So like, what? Like, is it always something like that? Their gifting is like a pine cone. Not necessarily, or like a, yeah. Not necessarily. It's always just there's always some type of weird offering. A lot right. of people have realized that. All right, all right. That's really that's interesting yeah. that it. Well, well it's, it's, an, it's an intellect. To I was that. gonna say it's interesting yeah, that yeah. there's an intelligence to it. That it's exactly. not just something like a bear that's taking something and walking away and eating it. Or even you can see that they seem a little bit picky. It sounds like with what exactly. they have, like exactly, right. the cantaloupes they weren't into. They picked right. it. They looked right. at it. They were like, "No, nah, I'm not yeah. into it." And even one of your apples, maybe you know, it was a sour one. It wasn't sweet, so they took a bite and they were like, "I'm good, thank you." That's not even a bite. That's like the fingers don't. Yeah, it's like so it looks so crazy. Uh, yeah, a little. No, no into it now in the oh, bread there was wow. another um so one of the guys he's telling a story across from the Bratworks um meadow area right on the other side this other guy told us mike already he said he had an incident he called the tp incident so you know he was camping right there and he went up the hill and kind of hid himself away so this is where he was he would uh, do his thing he put a stick and he put a thing of uh, toilet paper next day he comes out the toilet paper has been all unwind but it's been folded Back and forth in a giant pile like this. 
and it wasn't erratically. All the edges were. It was like edges, very precise. Yeah, all the edges were uh, aligned. He's like, oh, you kidding me? He actually told me that at the end of this when he knew we were getting activity up our cam, and he said it, and I kind of regret not doing it now. I didn't want to give up my toilet paper. He's like, hey, it'd be interesting to put a toilet paper, see if it's the same one. This is right there. I mean, literally, it's a couple hundred feet away. See from, if it would do the same thing? Yeah. yeah. So, like, intellect, like, hey, I remember this. That would have been trippy to do. It's interesting out. the different kind of traps people can kind of put out for them and, yeah. and see how playful they are yeah, as creatures. Exactly. Right. Like they're very, they obviously seem very like curious and like interested in humans or else why would they be coming up to them and messing with them? They do. And it seems like they're doing it in like such a sneaky way almost. Like well, they're, you know, they, they're so smart. Like They are. I mean, they keep away from humans. I think they're smart enough to know that they're, we're trouble. Yeah. Big fucking guns and take them out. Exactly. Like, I've seen what they can do. We'll keep our distance. Yeah. All right, Brie, you got the apple? So we have the original Fuji apple. Bam. All right, check that out. That's crazy. And the fact that we were kind of rea- or, uh, interacting with the Bigfoot was pretty trippy. Just the whole thought. Well, it's interesting that it interacts like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the well, intelligence said, I mean, it's, to them. They got, people have tons of stories, but they were saying that one time. They had to come around, stretch the nylon. They, they play for shit at night. You hear them walking around. Yeah, it was one time, it was one guy said, I think he k- kicked this individual. Kicked him. Kicked him, freaked you out. They like to touch you in the tent, which is crazy shit. I don't want to be touched. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, thanks. But anyway, they like to do that. But one time, this guy, that, uh, this, this Sasquatch, did that, and that scene said that the person inside the tent, frozen in fear, said uh, he heard all this terrible scream, and he thinks that the parent came down and got the kid, like, okay, you went, wow. too, you went too far. I get the so, fuck back yeah. here. In the first expedition, um, there was a lot of streams, a certain type of streams that uh, they make, and there was a lot of that stuff. They saw a lot of red eyes. On this expedition, this last one, um, one of the guys, senior researcher and stuff like that, he had his car shook. He was sleeping in the back of his truck. He got, <laughs> he got shook, shook, which is common what they do. Yeah, happened on my first expedition. They'll shake the RVs and stuff like that. That's very scary. Yeah. It's interesting to me that there is this kind of like tag game that's happening between the people that are searching for Bigfoot and Bigfoot himself, but yet yeah. no one can catch him. Yeah, yeah. Him, Very stealth. her. Well, But yeah. it's still like, we're intelligent. We know you're here and we know you're looking for us, but yet it's right. like, catch me if you can. But yeah, it's like, I mean, you're searching, they're tapping you on the shoulder pretty much. They are. They can just motor. They can motor, put miles on before you even get close. I mean, they just motor. Do you think it's the stride that they have as well that really helps with them to like get away quickly? Absolutely. Oh, and they yeah. did, did up, there's, there's plenty of video and stuff where they actually spot it and you watch this thing climb up this 45, 50 degree hill. <laughs> Three steps, you're like, oh, like, How's that possible? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like boom, powerful creatures. So, in your opinion, do you think that Bigfoot is a different type of animal or species that could or could not be related to us, but is definitely down to earth, you could say? Or well, do you believe that this is something that is interdimensional and linked to other types of realms that we have yet to understand? My personal opinion, I guess I ascribe to the uh, theory that it's a different evolution of man you know, somewhere split off and stuff that and survived over all these years type of stuff so it's just a matter of time before we can kind of just find it and figure it out if people are serious about it you go out and probably find it you know real scientists but nobody thinks it's all folklore i think that's really the thing is that the scientists the geologists those are the people that really probably could find him but it's it's that whole tie between Believing in the unknown, quote, crazy concepts, and then really going after what could be possible. Yeah, society's uh, tough, right? I it mean, is. They're, they're very critical, so there's a lot of ridicule. We know all about that. Bigfoot, and so a lot of people keep it at home. But yeah. you know, it's a fascinating top, like I said, and what's cool about again, aside from just great human beings, you all have fascination and a lot of stories. So there's a lot of people who've known this a long time. Tons of stories, and I could go on. And that's... Um, that's I live vicariously cool. through their stories. <laughs> Keeps you going. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, it's a little addictive. Like, oh, that was fun. So do you think that you are going to go on more and oh, keep absolutely. looking for them? You're not going to stop? We're going to do one in August. Ooh. Oh, nice. Keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I have to ask for you personally, I know that there's a big group of people in the the Bigfoot community, I guess, that are kind of tied between leave him alone and let him do his thing and be kind of elusive and then also 
shoot, capture, tag the different yeah, beings so far, and stuff. It's eluded to uh, man. So, so I'm curious. A lot of allegations that they shot one, but nobody's got any evidence. Mm-hmm. So, so if you were put in that position where you saw Bigfoot in front of you and you knew that you had the types of arms that could take him down, what kind of choice do you think that you would choose? Shoot, capture, or let it live and just take your own experience? Capture, I mean? Put your hands up, Bigfoot. <laughs> if you had something that could you take know, him s- down. Say you had like a tranquilizer gun and you, oh. you tranked him and then you put like a chip on him like you would like a dolphin so you could find out where he's going to and see where the family's at and what's going on. Or do you think that you would just genuinely take your experience and be like, that's Keep all it I for need? Yourself. Absolutely, a former. I yeah. mean, I would never think. I mean, it's yeah. a, I, don't, I don't believe in killing. Mm-hmm. Certainly in animals. I know I eat them. Kind of hypocrite, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, understand like those. I would never even think of shooting a Bigfoot. That would mm-hmm. be, so you're in it for your own Unless experience. Unless it charged me. And then I don't know if I would have large enough caliber to take it down, to be honest. Well, let's just assume that you foot, do. 10 foot, 800 pounds. Let's just assume that you have you. the greatest every way. Well, he's oh, saying, I guess, only if it attacks him. But right. his, his, he, you wouldn't go. You just, you're just there not. for the experience. Absolutely. You just want to observe. Right. Yeah. Experience. As one of the guys said, I was like, what, what's this organization about? He says, we don't really have a purpose. It's, it's what's in it for you. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to get out of it? It's the discovery. Yeah. Yeah. I think but that so far, you know, it should carry on through yeah. most humans is just seek yeah. the unknown and let it be, not exploit it, which I think yeah. most people want to Eventually do. Eventually, it'll probably destroy its habitat and be inevitable, I guess. That's another thing I was going to bring up to you is, I mean, oh, what do you see? Oh, my God. But what do you see the future for Bigfoot with us kind of mowing down our forests? And it just keeps, seems to be increasing. And if we keep moving into these types of habitats, eventually we're going to back them up into a corner. Do you think if we continue at this rate that Bigfoot and its generations and so on, do you think that could think, eventually come to an end because of the choices that I we're making? I think we get to the point where we've ruined their habitat because there's yeah. so much forest out there. If we get to that point, the world's probably already over. That's my I mean, concern. That's being, I, I mean, think there's that's nothing happening. left at that point. Yeah. That is, like I said, that is, there is a lot of wilderness. There were just anything and everything hide in that wilderness it's just you're never gonna find it well i think especially people like us because we live here in california we see everything so on top of each other but a lot of people who travel the united states don't understand how much land is out there that really isn't touched or like how many you know national parks that we have in these huge beautiful places for all of these kind of creatures to live and do things absolutely even california i mean just head in the mountains i mean exactly as long as there's a food source these things that allegedly can run down deer so they're moving they don't have a problem so if someone wanted to look for Bigfoot themselves, what are the type of equipment or even just knowledge that you would recommend that they go out there with? Good question. There's a lot of stuff online. Like I said, there's a lot of Bigfoot documentaries or shows. Those are probably pretty helpful. Most What they're telling there is kind of the Bible. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's nuances. Like, you know, I found out this time that I always thought that the red eyes were on or off type of deal. Mm-hmm. And I found that they actually regulate the brightness. What about equipment, like night oh. vision? Yeah, the or other thing you, look- me- you mentioned the flare. Yeah, so a lot of things um, that would be helpful. You always work around red lights. Mm-hmm. Ahead, that's all you use. No white whatsoever. And okay, so you just straight infrared? We would no, no, no. Not a, like on your flashlight, like you, you want to take your flashlight and put like a red like cloth over it or a red paper to make that red light because it doesn't... Filter, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't mess up your like... You know the how you get adjusted vision. to the dark? Mm-hmm. They make headlamps like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what we got. We all got that. And that's what we're using. We just did for about six feet, maybe ten feet. So you're not seeing a whole lot in front of you. So what did you bring with you? Did you bring like a camera or well, like... we got that. Well, camera's... Camera. It's not going to do Nighttime, much. that doesn't do much, right? Yeah. Um, let's see. So some standard equipment. Got to have bear spray. Just in case. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, other equipment, everybody's asked to try to record her. There's a lot of these things that make vocalizations. You right. touch one of those, it's very distinct. All the experts say, yeah, that's not a recognized animal sound by any means. All things you bring, a lot of people bring um, flur, forward looking infrared, small cameras, 160 bucks, not bad. They're not the greatest and stuff like that, but it would give you, you know, heat signatures at night. And that's, that didn't. that's what they saw across that lake earlier in the story. Then there's parabolic dishes. So if you want to. Actually, uh, listen. Yeah, listen in. Most of the time, what happens, and it happens to some of the groups and stuff like that, they'd walk up on the ridge, which is one I went last time, and they would hear the crunching on the side following them in parallel. And then every time they'd stop, it stopped. So they'd actually try to get being Crazy. humans. They, they said, All right, we're going to stop on five steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> said one, two, three, four, five. They stopped and they heard crunch, crunch, crunch. They kept on moving. Mm-hmm. So. Like, okay, something's intelligence, it's tracking us type of deal. Um, equipment costs a lot of money, but a good pair of uh, night vision night goggles. Vision. Incredible. 
amazing. Night vision Everything, in every situation. Green and white dots, but you can see every detail. It's phenomenal. It has like six to eight grand for a decent pair. Yeah, we've used night vision before, and they're <sighs> fantastic. Unbelievable. I have to say, I think that we've basically mentioned a night vision pair of goggles in every single episode, episode. that we've recorded <laughs> because it's on the list of before you can afford to buy a house, you should probably, you should probably buy, buy night vision yeah. goggles. <laughs> you can see where our priorities Prior- are. Priorities. Or we say, we're always like, we're always like, if we win the lottery, the first thing we're yeah. buying, night, night vision. vision. Like, fuck a house, fuck yeah. a car, like night, night vision. vision. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I have a question for you. So, you know, you believe in Bigfoot, so you believe in cryptids. Do you believe in other cryptids? Like, are you like, do you think Nessie's real? Do you think the Yeti's real? Like, do El Chupacabra. El Chupacabra. Yeah. I personally yeah, do because I've heard Bigfoot some weird family, shit. So mm-hmm. that would naturally fit. Yeah, Chupacabra seems plausible by any you know, mm-hmm. means. Um, what was the other one you said? Uh, any of the other. And just any of them. Like Nessie, any the Loch Ness yeah. Monster. Let's throw out uh, the Mothman. The mo- oh, yeah, Mothman. Yeah, I've heard about that stuff. Yeah, why not? I mean, I don't know. I don't feel as strongly as I do. Maybe for Bigfoot. Yeah. But, um, it was like, yep, yep. Maybe if you looked into it. So I have one question, too, on top of that. Since, you know, that definitely opens up, like, a a door for you to come into the more paranormal world. So do you believe in aliens? Oh, yes. <laughs> this is questionable. I mean, I watch all this stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. Absolutely. I think that's a great place to be in because I have to tell you one thing that tends to irritate me are people that say, I believe in ghosts, but I don't believe in aliens. Or I believe in Bigfoot, but I don't believe in aliens. I think if we're to leave our minds open to certain possibilities that have not yet been established, explained, then we should kind of leave this open door for many things to come and go. The the similarity between um, alien life and Bigfoot. They're hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, there's so many sightings there's no concrete evidence per se, right? Right. That mm-hmm. picture, There's never that photos. But somebody sighting some people experiences, but yet you don't have anything tangible in it. But I think that that's a big problem in the community. Just everything, aliens, cryptids, anything paranormal. It's like you get a piece of evidence that you know that is good. Right. And you're like, this really is, this right. is what happened to me. Right. And then other people, oh, it's Photoshopped. Oh, it's faked. It's like, yeah, yeah. no matter what kind of evidence we yeah, bring yeah, forward, right. someone's always criticizing it and saying it isn't what it is. Of course, right. Hats off to the BFRO group, but you know, they don't try to debunk it. Like, hey, what could this been? Stuff like that. But you right. looked at that apple slice. That that was mind blowing. You looked at the apple slice. There was no there was no knife or cut in it. Yeah, there was somebody. no not at all. And that doesn't even look like something you could do as a human with your own hands. No, like, absolutely you, no not. Way. You, had yeah. have, you had to have nails, mm-hmm. right? To be able yeah. to do that. Like and big strong ones, not even right. like fake nails. Like you had to have right. some claws to it do. Kind of like uh, shows like that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I tend to think that there is a level of intelligence in the paranormal field in general, all things unexplained, that maybe we're not meant to fully understand and put like a stamp on, like, this is what it is. It's this, 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 and this, and then categorize it in that Uh, way. I kind of feel like it's meant for that. Like maybe there's a certain type of intelligence that leaves you these little hints and they let you have your experience, but at the same time, they know how to get out of the way and, you know, dodge these certain things. Absolutely. I think it's just part of exploration, right? I mean, I, I... Humans are, I can't remember the percentage of it. We use a very small percentage of their actual brain. Oh, it's like 10%. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. ridiculous. We have no idea what to tap the rest of it. So all that's plausible. See, to me, ghosts and stuff, the paranormal, I watch all those shows too. That's that's more trippier to me. That that opens up a whole other portal. Like, oh, my God, do I need to believe in heaven and all that shit? What energy and stuff like that makes sense to me. So I know that you think that Bigfoot is very, like, flesh and blood to the earth type of thing. Could you see any possibility that it could still be a dimensional being while being flesh and blood here on the earth? Yeah, I I, know. I've seen the shows and theses that are that, okay, they're somehow related aliens that a lot of UFO sightings coincide with Bigfoot sightings. Maybe a possibility? I mean, one thing I know on 
at least a first expedition, there's one area where people saw glowing orbs. Right, these red or orbs, red right? Or white like orbs. orange. Yeah, right, and orbs. They're, just, they're moving around in middle of the goddamn forest. Mm-hmm. Middle of the goddamn forest. How do you explain that? Nobody or anything around there, and they're just moving around and they're just staring at them. I mean, a lot of people talk about that eventually that we might evolve to a certain point where we're extremely interdimensional. So I'd like to think that there's some sort of link between Bigfoot and then us, where if we can move into that sort of state, then who's to say that Bigfoot can't either? Or who's to say that if something can be transdimensional, that it can't also be here and now and very flesh and blood? Like, what if you can be both? What if you can be flesh and blood and here and now, but then you can also put yourself in a state where you're able to slip in and out through different dimensions? So you're saying Bigfoot's an alien? I'm no, no. I don't. I don't <laughs> think Bigfoot is necessary. An I alien don't or the or your traditional like what an alien is like right. on a spaceship. What I do believe is that I think Bigfoot either is in a different dimension or maybe a parallel universe or a multiverse or something like that. But I think that there's some sort of a portal or a rip in the space time fabric that makes it so Bigfoot is here and we can see him. Or them, and then there's a point where you don't see them anymore. They disappear. They, they yeah. disappear, and it's and you know people are like you know oh I can't find their nest or their cave or I can't find where they live. They they, they must do, be moving. We do find nests. That's cool. I've seen a couple nests so far. Have you? Yeah, absolutely. Right. How would you describe these nests? Mm-hmm. Like what is it like? Because when you think nest, you think like a pile of twigs and like someone's. It is hair. a lot of ways. I mean, don't make use of natural uh, resources. So whether it's an, a rock overcropping or a lot of times they'll just bend trees over each other. They'll put brush down and it's like something big just slept here. It wasn't a deer. But when you look at something like those nests, when you see it, do you see something like something permanent or something that they just did for that night and then they move on? Because what I mean by why... Yeah, I, know, I, think- I know what you're talking about. Um, I'll say half and half. Depends where you are. Okay. Sometimes it looks temporary. Uh-huh. Like, okay. And sometimes like, wow, this is well structured. You sleep here for a while. Mm-hmm. Right? Hmm. I think a little half and half. I feel like if I were Bigfoot, it would be hard to have a restful night sleep. Like I would always be hunted and well, if they, I were to build a nest, I would they're, be they're like during the day, sketchy. So, and they're sleeping or whatever during the day. But they're the alpha predator. They'd rip us apart. A lot of people say, all right, they can somehow sense cam recorders. That uh, goes back to that intelligence part of it. Yeah, it's like somehow they know it. Or even our leader says, yeah, I put it on this one tree, look in this face, it came around the other way. He switched around, it came, it switched around the other way. That's what's crazy. Came in a bad way. I think that I personally would still like to think of them as being kind of trans-dimensional. Yeah, personally. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Coming into our to our world. Yeah, yeah. whatever then, that then is. Disappearing. Yeah. I checked it out. Yeah, okay. So comes in, fucks with people, right. goes back home, right. takes a nap. Yeah. Maybe it explains why we can never get any bones or anything. Right? That's what I mean. A lot of people use that as their explanation. It's like, oh, well, it's obviously not something that stays here. It obviously floats in and out. And that's why I say about, you know, their nests and shelter. Do they seem like they live there for a long time? Or does yeah, it seem right. like, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you would assume like something like a bear, you can go to a cave, you see their den it looks very lived in and very mm-hmm. like something's there all the time where when you know people are describing these bigfoot homes it always seems like it's very temporary and not mm-hmm. like for very, the long right, run right, yeah right. but it may also be part of that they're always uh moving. always moving yeah right. hunter gatherers right. right that's exciting so when is your next hunt august I'm trying to plan something in august right. we go- should go sometime going to the same area or going somewhere new i know that's always somewhere undisclosed okay. yeah undisclosed somewhere new all right that's always exciting though yeah absolutely I mean, if a I could rough it, I would go. Small but. Group, so. And how many do you usually go in your group? Well, for some, we're, done, we're probably dead six of us. Break up into two pairs of three. That's scary enough. Oh, yeah. I would be absolutely terrified. So we'd like kind of walk up and you'd stop and turn. Everybody turns lights off and listens for 10, 15 minutes. And it seems like every expedition is on uh, when the moon's past. So there's no moon. There's no mm. light. Oh, <laughs> so interesting. Very interesting. It is dark um. out there. There's also, there's a lot of light, light pollution you're so used to in our area. Oh, yeah, yeah. Street lights and stuff, out, and there's always right? some sort of a glow, and when you yeah. really go out to the middle yeah. of nowhere, because that happened to us at the desert, it's oh, yeah. so dark. Yeah. It's astonishing how I'm, dark it really I'm gets. I'm a city boy, and I've yeah. got a lot of experience. So, um, you know, this is all, this is kind of fun. But yeah, not only that, but your, your senses are heightened. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not seeing too well, so you're listening real good, and mm-hmm. you're hearing everything happening in the forest. I'm sure that's half of it, is turning off one oh, sensor, yeah. and then all of a sudden everything's like hyper-tuned into what right. else is going around you. So we'll have to meet again for your next adventure in August. I would like to keep up with your theories on what you think that Bigfoot is. 
Sure. I imagine that your point of view must evolve because I think my point of view with a lot of things just keep evolving. Everything keeps changing with the more experiences that you have and you bounce off of other people. Like for me personally, I think my point of views are always changing. I guess what was magical about this last expedition is that the fact that we interacted with it. It's one thing seeing it or whatever, running across something like that, but... We actually had interaction To see it play a game with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a level of intelligence, I'm sure, that added to the level of just hypeness. All right, Chuck, what's your final thoughts on Bigfoot? You know, you got experience for yourself, but I think there's irrefutable proof that there's a species out there. It's avoiding us, but it's out there. It's real. Would you say that we should definitely be... Oh, no. Never mind. I was yeah. going to say that we should be on the hunt, but I take that back. I don't, think, back. I don't think that we no. should all be on the hunt. No. No. We should nice. all be on the lookout. It's nice as a small then, group. No, yeah. yeah, you don't want humans. It yeah, takes a certain amount hap- of respect. Nothing good didn't happen after that, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's good that it's a smaller group and there's an interest and there's some documentation, but it's probably best to left to people. That are really I agree. Interested. Yeah, I think agree. Think it as another monkey in the zoo. Yeah. All right, Chuck. Well, thank you very much right, for coming on. We love you and hopefully we'll hear from you soon. Yeah, thank you, Chuck, very much. My pleasure. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed that interview. I know it's a little bit rough to listen to. The sound is a little echoey. It's definitely not the studio, but I think we had a great interview. Yeah, I definitely have always been a big believer in Bigfoot, so it's always nice to meet other people who are into it too. Especially someone that takes the time to, you know, go out in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of people and someone that has been on the Hunting for Bigfoot shows. I think it really shows that, you know, your normal everyday people, they're into these sort of things. And for me, it's refreshing to know that some people really do keep an open mind no matter how typical or normal you know quote normal you may think that they are so it was it was really a blast i would love to have chuck back on absolutely and uh we just want to say good night to you guys we love you thank you for listening shout out to brian jackson i dm'd him the other day and was like brian we miss you and he was like don't worry i've always been inside you same <laughs> he did that's what he said same with two schmucks and a mic shout out to you guys hey. we miss you we should chat soon absolutely shout out to raya raya we love you we miss you shout out to all the cool people we met at alien con if you guys are new to the podcast and you heard about us there dm us aggressively yeah we'd love to hear from you guys also just covert nerd not your pastor's podcast destiny from space destiny from space we don't have our list in front of us so we're just going off the top of our heads some shout outs um you guys can always follow us on instagram at that one time i was abducted shoot us an email at that one time i was abducted at gmail.com you can find us on on stellar at toddy waba t-o-t-i-w-a-b-a hey hey thanks again guys for just tuning in and we will be back soon with another hot one uh fuck you mountain view california mountain view california i hope there's a bigfoot in your area and fuck you sky Fuck you, Sky. Fuck you, Chelsea. <laughs> Fuck you, Chelsea.